Growing out the pod with Kara Manuelli and Amanda Hunt. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to Growing Out the Pod. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kara. And we're here together. And we're doing great. So great. So great. <laughs> Amanda, I am 30 days away from having a baby. Can you believe it? Oh my god. <sighs> I can believe it because we've been on this journey together and like you have been so, you've been a stalwart. <sighs> well, you know what's funny is we started this podcast and I had just become pregnant. I've been pregnant this whole time. I have not had a wine or a drink during a podcast yet. And I cannot wait to the day till we can both have a drink of drink of something. I can have my Empress Gin cocktail like you and we can have we can have a drunken podcast. I think it'll be great. Oh my God, sponsored by Empress <laughs> yes, Gin. Yes. <laughs> and also furries, what an insight. Our podcast has only been on the air for five months, but we have been working on it for nine. Yes. And that's it's a that's baby a, of its own. You know, at first you're not showing, but you're still working on something you're growing for sure i mean you're i'm growing. i mean i'm uh i think i'm up 50 pounds now wow. from when i started and it's it's fine it's a lot of water it's 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 a lot of water and and water um and blood <laughs> but what a change you're you're i i feel like you're just gonna like drain i i mean you could see my face is a little puffier my nose is wider my my eyes, you can barely see sometimes because I, when I smile, like they just close. Um, and you're always smiling. <laughs> and I'm always smiling. And you can't see my dimples as much as you used to. And my like. But it's all gonna come back. Oh, it will. And then like, it will. And it'll come back like more gorgeous. Like you'll be like, I missed my face so much. It is weird to like look at yourself in the mirror and be like, that is definitely not me. Or pictures. <laughs> Brian's like taking cute pictures. Be like, you know, he's doing like, oh, I want to get as many pregnant photos of you as I can. And I'm like. I have 17 chins, and I'm like, babe, this is not a cute vinkle. Like, just one, just one well lit picture from yes. above is actually kind of what I'm looking yes, for. Yes, please, <laughs> please, please, please. But it's okay. It's all good. It's all working out. How How are you doing, Amanda? How's your What's your hair story of the week? Oh my god. So, Kara, I'm fresh from a wax. Woo! Not two hours ago, I was laying. Donald Duck on a table, only a shirt, uh, <laughs> getting waxed. So I'm like, I, you know, my adrenaline's pumping. I'm feeling mm-hmm. good. I love my waxer. She's, I've actually gone to the same person three times. And is that growth? Is that my ability to be intimate? I I'm think so. Sure. I think you got, you're opening yourself up besides your pants to a person that is not sexual in any nature. Like, I think that yeah. is a very big step and a very gr- a good growth step. What a Soon I'll be able to be bottomless around everybody yeah. I love. We'll just Donald Duck around everybody. It's great. <laughs> That's the goal for sure. She's she is like very young. Um and sometimes she'll say stuff and I'm just like, man, people people who are younger than us know more than us. Like they're I feel like they're older souls than we are. They like, are. Did you were you in class? This was in college. Somebody was like, Amanda, you're a new soul. Like you who said that to you? Time. Who said that to you? Some one of our friends. Like it wasn't somebody being like shitty. They were just being like, you know, it just seems kind of like you're figuring it all out for the first time. I don't completely disagree. <laughs> uh, I think I, I'm like, yeah, that feels right. You might be a preteen. I feel like I'm. A, I'm I think I'm like a preteen or a middle aged soul. I don't think I'm an old age soul. I think I'm like a middle aged, you know, kind of having a midlife crisis kind of soul. We're like. <laughs> We're trying to figure out our souls are in college. Yeah, yes. We're trying to still figure it out. And man, yeah. hot mess. I was a hot mess in college. So, yeah. Bless my soul. If she's stuck in college, uh, I I feel for her. Yeah, she's struggling. She's a struggle bus. <laughs> so I'm just like full of that like just waxed energy. Like as European wax center says, I strutted out of there and onto this podcast. Oh my god, it did happen. You do look it fabulous. She looks fabulous right now. I can feel the Thank I f- can feel the the wax glow just like coming off of you. It's very very oh. very uh, addictive to look at you. <laughs> Again, pregnant brain. So nice. I don't know the That's words. Nice. Attracted. You're very attractive right now. 
Kara, what's your hair story this week? Um, my hair story is, it's 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 a lot. Like my hair is changing in ways that like I don't understand in a good way. Like it's not falling out. It's not getting. It's it's just not what I. I I've tried new, um, hair products. So I actually bought some. Uh, Jamaican uh, castor oil for my hair as a conditioner because I'm so afraid that when I do give birth, my hair is going to fall out, um, that I've been starting that. But I don't know how to style my hair yet because my bangs are now at that really weird st- stage. Like it's, it, and I crimped it. Oh, I crimped, you could have a curtain bang. I do have a curtain bang, but like I crimped it today, then that was a mistake. <laughs> Never crimp your bangs. And I think I've learned that right now, um, having to look at myself on Zoom. Um with my puffy yeah, face. Yeah, I think they're kind of cute. Like, it's very, like, windswept, very cool. You're wearing a tie-dyed top. It's all kind of, like, Yeah, I'm wearing a, a little tie-dyed, li- like, little dress that I'm going to wear. Oh, my God. To the winery. I'm going to a winery today, which, cute. obviously, not drinking. Um, But, uh, so, I'm just learning how to do my hair again, because now it's in that awkward stage, and I'm, like, almost done being pregnant. So, like, I'm kind of, like, looking up all the pl- things, like, what can I do to not lose my hair? Um, and I'm looking at Vegamore, I'm looking at pro, pros hair stuff. Like I'm looking at all these different things. Of course, because I talked about it, my phone's like, oh, you're looking for hair loss shit. Here you go. <laughs> um, so I'm having no problems looking up stuff because they just come to me. Um, just come to you. Anytime something comes to me that easily, I'm like, this is a scam. Yep. yep. Um, some of it too. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very like looking up things and, and a lot of stuff I can't use because I'll be breastfeeding. So that also stresses me out a little bit. It's like, oh, I was thought I could be able to get all my skin back to normal, and I won't be able to do that yet because there's certain things I can't do. Like, I will not be able to do Botox until after I'm done giving uh, breastfeeding, because oh my god, and also the the Morpheus laser we've talked about. I can't get that done because they have to put a numbing cream on my face, and the numbing cream is what you can't use when you're breastfeeding. So I'm like, fuck. You do a vampire facial? No, because they put numbing because they could put numbing on your face. Wow. I could do it without the numbing, but man, it hurts on your forehead if you don't have it. It doesn't. Let's not. Yeah. I mean, the, your baby will love you even if yes. you have not gotten a facial right. recently. Right. And I'm, I'm I'm not a mother, but I believe that to be true. <laughs> but I will be able to get regular facials. I think for the most part, maybe not use the okay. special stuff, but I'm excited for that. But yeah, I have a lot of the stuff. I was like, I'm gonna do this once the baby's out. I still can't do. So it's like. It's fine though. I'm gonna make sure she gets all of the antibodies she needs, and um, you know, if I if it's a six month or three month, I don't know. As long as she gets some breast milk, I'm okay. And maybe, yeah, you know, if she doesn't latch, I'll have to pump. Like there's just things, so many things that, you know, they don't. More oh, things I have to learn about. My sister-in-law has a pump that's like a like you don't have to plug it into anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. No, there's there's some really cool pumps out there. I got mine free through my insurance. Isn't that fantastic? Thank you, insurance. Yeah, we'd like to partner and then just give me all my health care for free, please. We'd love to partner with insurance. <laughs> oh, my God. But also, fuck them. Yeah, also, um, fuck this also, whole shit. Like, fuck every health insurance company, which should be Illegal. universal for everyone. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Everybody, breast pumps for everyone. I don't care if you're pregnant or not. You should get a free breast pump just so you can know what the fuss is all about. Yep. You can have your nipple just sucked out look looking like a weird I gotta chafe my nipples please you know, you know like yes. at, once in your life everyone should chafe their nipples yes yes all genders chafe those nipples. <laughs> it's real fun they give you, you have I mean I got a bunch of nipple butter so I'm ready for that oh my god yep they call it nipple butter so because babies you know it hurt apparently it hurts to breastfeed is what I've been hearing so um and you know they bite and they and they it's like if you chafe, you chafe, you're, if you if you have skin on skin and you keep rubbing, like it's gonna chafe. I'm sure. So they give you nipple butter, and I guess it's f- like if you're running a marathon, so your nips don't get bloody. Yep. Apparently, it's tasty for the kid. I got some organic stuff for the kid, so if she wants to have a different flavor of the week. She can. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you're really offering like delicacies I know. over there. I'm pretty bougie. The- I'm a bougie. Manuelle Nora's household. I have a bougie boob, so you know. <laughs> I've I've always said that about you. <laughs> oh my god! Well, if you've got a boob in your hand, or you're holding your health insurance card, or you're holding the breast pump that you got sent, and you're like, "Why do I need this?" But I'm gonna give it a try. <laughs> Hold off. Put those things down because you're gonna want to p- pull your car over, put your baby down safely, please. 
and put your hands together for our fabulous guest, Pooja Reddy! Hi, how are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on for this today. Yeah. Thank you. No, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. I've never seen your hair curly before. Is that true? Yes, yes. So I am participating in hot curl summer. I love that term. (laughs) My partner coined the term. I I mean, I'm sure that it exists. I'm sure it's on many Etsy uh, koozies and shirts and, you know, but. We got to get koozies. This summer, bring in koozies. Yes, please. Yes, totally. We'll be doing a lot of outdoor drinking still. But yeah, so I have, as you can see, very kinky curly hair and I think just I grew up in the south and I also just you know from like a from a national perspective like beauty standards are that like glossy hair and and you know like really shiny straight hair was beautiful so from a really young age like middle school I started straightening my hair and that just became what I felt comfortable with and, uh, but I'm, I'm really trying to embrace my natural hair also just for like, you know, health, like the health of my hair. Yeah. I, I don't want to keep putting heat to it. Mm-hmm. Is that, are those natural curls? Are those your curls? Yes. Those look yeah. Like, these are mine. Those look like you went to the hair salon and got um, curled with a curling iron. Like they look legit. Yeah. I, I thought maybe this was a blowout. This looks good. Uh, oh, thank you. I, I so appreciate that. And you know, the thing, uh, you know, yeah why I think that I straighten my hair why why I even like to do it is like a control thing like when you have curly hair you when you wake up in the morning you have no idea what it's going to look like you know yes and every day is a complete mystery <laughs> yes you are a different person day to day mm-hmm. and I think that especially when you're performing and uh, you know, as women, we have so many things we have to consider with our per- with our appearance. And when you get on stage, like, I just want to focus on my material. I just want to focus on being funny. And if I have like a uniform that I could go to, like, this is, you know, this is the type of clothes that I wear when I do stand up. This is what my hair looks like. I don't even have to worry about it. Uh, that's what because also is easy. when you're doing stand up, people take pictures of you from angles that you cannot control, <laughs> and then yes. you get sent those pictures, and you're like, "I've n- I don't I've never seen my my whole self like that before. I don't know that I needed that from you, but thank you for that." <laughs> yes, like the back of my head looks like that. Like what? <laughs> yeah, totally. I completely agree. So yeah, I'm. I think I'm just trying to embrace the imperfections this that's summer. Beautiful. I love that. Wow. Because I wonder at the end of it if your curls will be like, like, because I have curly hair and what and like now I know how to style it so that it looks good for like days one and two and by day three it's like, well it's just gonna be up and that's fine. Um, but like, I feel like when I do it a lot, it looks better every single day. It's like the curls have more like integrity or something. Yeah. No, I I'm. I hope so. Yeah. Their voice becomes so. stronger. They become more independent. <laughs> exactly. They're like, we've been silenced for too long. It's time for our moment. It's time for our summer to shine. And God knows I've spent so much money on hair products. And like, I have all the right things to to let them thrive. I just need to do it. I. It's really just been like, I'm so risk averse that I'm like, I have no idea. You know, I have a photo shoot or I have this, sh- this show that I know that they're going to be taking photos at. Like, um, I, I don't want to be photographed this way because this is not what my hair looks every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah. My sisters have also straightened their hair since high school. So when I see them, I my hair is always different. Like right now I crimped it. Um, because I'm going <laughs> to incredible. I'm going to a winery in LA today, and I was like, I'm going to look beachy. Uh, to be like, oh. a nine months pregnant woman at a winery, Carrie, you're just a good friend. Like that's a yeah, good, no, good it's, hang. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but I'm also gonna be the first. This is the first time ever being sober at a winery, but it's gonna be great. Um, fine, I'll eat all the cheese. Um, but uh, my hair, I've always like curled it and colored it, and it's always been treated. My sisters have virgin hair, and they straighten it every single day. They have. My, one of my sisters has, like, similar hair than Amanda, like, curly, um, 
kind of like if she doesn't do it, it's kind of frizzy. Not like Amanda's kind of frizzy. Course. It's coarse. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, okay. If I don't like even if it's curly and I don't put anything on it. Yeah. You know, that's throwing <laughs> caution to the wind and then spitting into that wind. <laughs> but it's weird because when I don't see my sister's hair straight, it's like, who are you? Like, I have known my sister's hair to be straight. They do it every single They wash your hair every night and straighten it every single day. Every oh single my day. Gosh. Every single day. If they it's a control like thing. Mine, they could take a break. But I think it's like their control also. Like it's like it's like what you were talking about, the control of the curl. I want to control how I appear right now with my hair is a really easy way to control. And it looks great. Their hair looks awesome. And I'm surprised it's not more damaged because it's very but they have yet to treat their hair. They only use heat. So they haven't actually See, Yeah. And that's that's fascinating because I often like don't color my hair and I have color I just got balayage like a couple weeks ago and I just um like got my roots colored in for the first time ever and because I've I've been going gray for the past two three years like pretty rapidly but um I just was like okay I'm doing this balayage sure you can touch up my grays and I I can tell though like at the bottom of my hair how much more like dry it feels Mm -hmm. as compared to before like when I hadn't had it colored when I was still putting heat to it all the time but I do go I go about like four to five days between washes that's good and then I and I just sort of touch up with a round brush doing like a blowout or like a blow dry every other day my big move is and because this is I'm probably going on day five maybe day six and I like to I'll just wash the bangs Mm-hmm. And, refresh the and then nobody knows you know like oh they look so shiny they look so good nobody knows this is disgusting back here i mean it looks really wow. good from here um i almost Thank washed my know. hair before this and i was like i'm not gonna wash my hair before this um but i don't i have like a lighter hair than i feel like the lighter hair you, like when i get greasy it's like hey you're you greasy tell, yeah you're a greasy yeah. mess um and it's and this is all like from the sun and like a little i put a little bit of sun in which i re- kind of regretting right now but i have i have my hair changes my hair is never like dark, dark. It's always had like a little bit of something in it. Um, I, have you felt like your the hair on your head has uh, changed through pregnancy? It does not fall out when I brush it. Like literally, I have knots for days, and when I brush my hair, I'm used to like having all this shit come out on my brush. Nothing yeah. is coming out. I'm preparing for when I have the baby that it's going to. So I've already ordered a bunch of Vegamore, a bunch of hair replacing <laughs> products that I again I have can't do when I'm breastfeeding. So I'm like. Like a lot of things, I'm like, I had to look up everything. And certain yeah. things are okay for breastfeeding. They're not okay for pregnancy, but they're okay for breastfeeding. And sometimes nothing is okay for anything. And you have to be like, you know, not doing anything as a mother. Um, and so yeah. um, it's very hard. It's still very hard. Like I still have to like read everything that I put on my body, even when I'm breastfeeding. And so I can. We'll get you yeah. some of those Jessica Simpson clip ins. There Nobody we go. Needs to know. No one has to know. I'll take that it. That is, wow, extensions are such a wild concept to me and the fact that you know we grew up I don't know if you guys felt this way but like anytime I watched tv I just assumed that everyone's hair was real yeah and I just always looked at my hair and was like what is wrong with my hair that it doesn't look like the people on tv I was just assuming that it's because they have hairstylists but it's really the whole extension piece and as are you guys Love Island fans? Have you watched um, Love Island? Only in only in theory, not in practice. But I su- I support Love Island. I support Love Island. I know that I would get into. Like, I I know that once I start, I won't stop. But I will also be just looking at their hair and their everything. Just yes. Okay. So, so I I completely agree. I I this is like the one reality show that I watched during quarantine. I only watched one season because it's 50 episodes Holy and I crap. felt like it was taking over my life. 50 episodes in one episode, in one season? Season, yes, yes. Because apparently they film for eight weeks straight or something like that. But that's insane. Long story short is that all of these women have like the bonded extensions that you can see the um, when they have their hair up, yep. you can just see all the little clips. And it is hilarious to see like there's there's all these photos online of just screenshots of when their hair is in braids just all the bonded extensions and it makes me feel so much better I'm like wow okay like everyone is going through this like no one has thick hair <laughs> like it's all it's all just no one has that thick of hair I mean it's and not exactly like some people but they are rare 
like genetically gifted what you know like yes it's not normal to have well that you know here like you look at the housewives and all of them have these like lustrous manes and that is that is extension city it would be really interesting to see what any of them look like without that hair yeah no it totally. would be and, and and i did read somewhere i was uh somewhere i don't know where it was but they said caffeine is a major reason why a lot of women lose their hair quicker as I'm drinking coffee right now. Um, yes. <gasps> Whoa. And so um, I am they s- also drinking coffee right now. <laughs> no. So um, they just say, like, it's a contributor. But also, like, what we're eating in our world is and our stress levels are just different than they were back in the day. Um, so I think that all has to play into I think it's just a bunch yeah. of different environmental shit. You know, what's, what's wild for me is that my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, has – you know, she's, she's about 75 and has hair down to her butt and she wears it in a long braid and she will, she'll braid it and then kind of coil the braid into a bun. And so when it's in the bun, you have no idea how long it is, but I have all of these memories of her just like sitting on the side of the bed each night and just combing out the braid with like a wide tooth comb and braiding it. And she always said to me, like, you straightening your hair is making it fall out and your hair's thinning. And, you know, she never, I think she like colors the roots or probably, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what she does now, but that's the extent of what she does to her hair. And I just think it's so fascinating, just like between two generations, like, you know, my mom has really wonderful, luxurious hair. Um, I, cl- I got my dad's side of the, the family in terms of hair, but my mom has this incredible hair. Um, but, you know, it's just like to her shoulders. And then you look at me and then I, I like have completely different hair, but it just makes me, it's wild to see the difference between generations. Yeah. And like how, like I, uh, like eyebrows are a big thing in my family. Oh and yeah. My grandmother, my maternal grandmother who had like no eyebrows in my life she has not really had eyebrows she pulled me aside once when I was in middle school and was like doing the most plucking that I've ever done in my life and she was like Amanda you gotta leave those eyebrows alone because they will never grow back Mm -hmm. she scared the like bejesus out of me and I was like okay I'm gonna stop because I want to have eyebrows your eyebrows are incredible yeah. Thank you so much. Thank my grandmother who basically threatened to have me murdered if I didn't stop plucking them. Yeah, they're, they're gorge. They've always been. Uh, eyebrows are such a cautionary tale, too. You know, like they really don't grow back. I think at a certain point, like um, when, when I was getting them waxed again in middle school or something, I the person would just go way too far into the the start of the eyebrow yeah. like where we're I don't even know what that part is called but just and and now I'm like oh I wish they were a little bit closer together but th- it just doesn't grow back yeah after you'd like traumatize the roots enough yeah I think that like I wish that would happen in other areas of my body I know I'm yes. trying to traumatize those roots like crazy and they're resilient <laughs> uh- yes <laughs> But you have very nice eyebrows. I yeah. think they're like they're the thickness is like perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, I, I do I do love my eyebrows and I but it it's just you know fascinating to see like how like you said that damage that you do when you're in middle school, like such a young age, it really sticks with you. And it's funny when like, of course the trend back then was to have thinner eyebrows. Yep. Like I, I, I probably had really, yeah, from my memory, had really bushy eyebrows with no shape, like no defined shape. Mm-hmm. And so they were just kind of like pulling away, pulling, 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 just to try to get it to be thinner. Um, but I, I am grateful that at a certain point when I got to high school, the thicker eyebrows started getting back into fashion. I uh, I definitely nared my eyebrow, and that was the dumbest thing I could have done on my left side. Um, I nared the top of it. I got a big. I had a big burn for like a big scar there for like about five years. Like it was small, but like it definitely burned my skin because your skin is different by your eyes. And yes. um, so my left eyebrow does grow different. Like the hair grows differently. Every time I get them waxed or get them, you know, threaded, they're like, it's different on this side. I'm like, I know. I fucked them up. Kara, uh, how old were you when you did that? I was in high school. I was like probably like, I was probably like uh, ninth grade because uh, I had Can I ones. tell you, right before I went into freshman year, I have like a lot of hair on my neck and I'm very like 
obviously like sensitive about it. That's like the whole reason we started this podcast uh, is because of our sensitivities about our chin hairs, et cetera. Yep. And going into high school, my friend, I was like, I'm going to wax it. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to high school a new woman. And so my friend Lauren helped me and she did a very bad job and I can't judge her. We were literal children and like probably chose the wrong wax and all kinds of stuff. I had like hickeys all over my neck from just like having the skin pulled so much. I had to wear turtlenecks like my first five days of high school. (laughs) Oh my God. An an air conditioned historical building in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's ouch, ouch, ouch. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, I feel like I'm still making those mistakes even well into my adulthood. Like I went to a (laughs) wedding a couple of weeks ago and I got my eyebrows waxed three days before the wedding. And I usually get my eyebrows threaded and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously through quarantine, I uh, plucked my eyebrows for a year. I kept the same shape that I got in like February, 2020. And I just really aggressively kept on top of it just to keep the same shape. And, but I was like, you know what? sweating is coming up let me and and I'm fully vaccinated feel comfortable with someone being like in proximity to me I got my eyebrows waxed they look great but when like truly three hours later had just bumps all on my forehead and I and I typically I I get them threaded or like I rarely get waxed so I think that was just my body's reaction to it but then I had you know to cover up these bumps with makeup for the wedding and all the wedding photos. it enhances the bumps. You're like, ah, you can see them more now. <laughs> exactly. And then you're and sweating like, and dancing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Totally. It, it was just like such a facepalm moment. It's like I'd spent a couple of weeks like getting my skincare together for this wedding. You know, I like did gave myself like at home like dermaplaning. And then yes. I was doing the AHA and BHA like, uh, you know, ordinary face serums and wearing sunscreen, all these things to where I was like, wow, my skin's never looked better because I'm actually like treating it nicely. Um, I'm not falling asleep with my makeup on. <laughs> but yeah, I was so annoyed. I was like all of that for having bumps in my face. Wait, can you tell me more about the at-home dermaplaning? I'm very interested. Yes, yes. So I have pretty normal skin. So this is just like disclaimer, I have normal skin, I don't have sensitive skin. And I uh, about like every six months, I would get my full face threaded just to kind of like, because I have like black hair, and it, um, you know, obviously shows facial hair shows. So I would just do that. And, and once I would get my hair, my face threaded, I would try to use more serums or like, you know, like try to um, do some more like chemical exfoliations versus versus like physical exfoliations. But uh, again, through COVID, I, I don't know how to thread my own face. So I don't need it. I I, don't either. Exactly. And that seems like it would be like too painful to do to yourself. It is totally. I would chicken out immediately. Yeah, I would chicken out immediately. Yeah, and and even when someone else threads your face, it is very painful. So I read about these little uh, the eyebrow razors. They're like the you know these long face razors, and they're very sharp. So you have to definitely be careful. But yeah, I just kind of you know wash my face really good like two three times before doing it, and then. essentially like shaved my face in in a way that they would do as their derma yeah. derma planning yeah and then put like you know three or four serums like did like a whole skincare routine after and gave myself a facial essentially i was like okay this i saved myself like 125 dollars well, like, they do say mean doing like it men, at home men who shave their face they actually that's why they they don't age as like fast as i mean they have better skin quality they don't break out as much because they shave they're, exfo- they're constantly exfoliating and women yeah. don't really shave. I, I, when I've had my face dermaplaned, I just, I break out afterwards. Mm. I break out a lot. Um, so like, um, you know, the only, I, I went and spent, like right when I got pregnant, I went to my dermatologist. She's like, oh, do you want a facial? Cause we can't give you any medication anymore. And I'm like, sure. Didn't realize it was like a, like a $200 facial and they couldn't, and they couldn't even Classic. use any of the products. I was like, why are you making me pay this? Cause it can't use any of the products. You're just shaving. My f- you give me a little lace, like barber shave is what I found. I, when I get tricked into spending money, I like, I want to get a trim, not a cut, yeah. just a trim 
I called the hair salon. I said five times just to trim, just to trim. Um, and then I looked at the appointment and it was a full haircut for 85 bucks. I called and I was like, um, I just want to trim actually. And they were like, yeah, but it's $85 no matter what yeah. you do. And I was like, well, then I'm canceling. going bald. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going bald. I don't care. Like, I can't <laughs> yeah. Be, it's, I refuse to be tricked anymore. I know. Just because you're a girl totally. and you have hair, they're always like, well, it's always flat fee of 85, no matter what you get done. And around the ends. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'll come back when I need to get six inches cut off mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. more layers or something. Something I can't do myself standing over my bathroom counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. And like I can trim my own bangs and I have no fear about it. So they shouldn't test me. Like I'm a woman with nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> you say you like perform that monologue on the phone to them and they're like, ma'am this is a wendy's like you need to calm down (laughs) well i finished and i was sweating and and then i heard the hold music and i was like i wonder how long they've been gone (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah no it's uh i think that i think derma playing if you can do it i think it's good for you i i because i have i also have you know hair in my face i have a lot more peach fuzz on my face um but i do Mm -hmm. have like random like islands of black hair all over my face too and so like sometimes I'm I'm like driving and I look look in the mirror like oh my god that hair is like nine inches long why has it not why have I not felt that or seen it I'm sorry so I feel bad for my husband who like has to look close up up at me and like I don't look at my face as much anymore during quarantine I just don't um and so like I'm like oh my god I look so disheveled and hairy and like uh, an old man by the sea kind of thing totally I um I, I'm completely with you. I have kind of bad lighting in my bathroom. Me too. I have the worst. And I've, yeah. And I've also just sort of stopped wanting to look at myself in the mirror, especially during quarantine. And I've been trying to be a bit more like looks agnostic towards myself. You know, I've just tried to be a bit more neutral mm-hmm. about my appearance. And I went and stayed with my partner's family um, during quarantine and they had in my bathroom, there was a beauty mirror, like one with a ring light and that has the magnifying mirror. And I looked at my face up close and I was like, oh my God, it shook my world to see how many little hairs I had, you know, that I thought that I had tweezed that I hadn't, or, you know, the, like the one coarse hair here and there. And I was just like, it really did shake me. And I will be buying no matter how like Zen I'm trying to be about appearance and try and how accepting I'm trying to be about myself. I will be purchasing one of those mirrors as I'm moving into a new apartment soon. And I will be like, it will be staying on my counter 24 seven because, you know, information is helpful. It is, <laughs> we'll yeah. say like that was really good information to have that I had, uh, you know, a long hair on my chin. I was like, what the hell? I wish I knew this. I, I also feel like I try not to, I'm sorry. I was about to tell a complete lie. I stare at myself all the time. I'm obsessed with my looks. Um, And not in a way that I think they're great, just in a way that I'm like, I can fix that. I can fix that. I can fix that. Um, But I do think like there's a calming to laying the right foundation, you know, like being like, I know that my skin looks like good because I'm exfoliating it. I know that my hair situation is under control for what I want it to look like. I know my eyebrows look good. So you don't have to like, it feels like you don't have to fret as much about the little stuff when you're like, I know that like the the basic things are taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and, and during quarantine, it's kind of like, because I mean, I know you've gotten lasered. You've been lasered since quarantine. I have, mm-hmm. I have not. And that's why I think I'm surprised when I'm like, oh, my God, there's an island of clusters thick hair because I never really had to deal with it because I would get lasered every six weeks. And so I'd never really see it. And so now that I don't have that option, um, I see them and it's a little colony. So it's like just um, it. So I understand why, like when you're quarantined, you want to like look close. But I also have horrible lighting. I have horrible lighting. And so when I look in my car in my light outside, I'm like, oh, my God. I yeah. think people in New York are freed from that somewhat because I'm never freed. driving in a car. Yeah. And that is the worst time of your life when you sit down in your car and look in that rear view mirror. Oh, yes. It's I, rough. my partner 
usually drives when we do like have a rental car or something. And every time I get in the car and I'm in the passenger seat, I spend the whole time with the mirror down, just looking at my face up close. Like really, like I, yeah, you like that. Again, I think it's because I have such bad lighting. I'm like always so shook by it. It's like, I'm seeing myself for the first time yeah. <laughs> in this like really small hand mirror or whatever yeah. in, in the passenger seat. That's so close to my face. I know, almost <laughs> as close as the person next to me. Like I, I like to have those horrified moments by myself, but you two are in love. Congratulations on that. But it does mean somebody is close to you when you find theirs. They're very face. close. And then you you apologize profusely in your head to them because you're not going to say anything to them. You're, gonna, you're, you're just in your head like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. But you'll never, never admit it to their faces. <laughs> Even though sometimes I'm like, Brian, I'm sorry. Especially now that I uh, my my uh, happy trail underneath my belly button because I can't see it because I'm pregnant. I'm like, sure. Brian, you just plucked that for me. <laughs> oh, good, you guys. Hold on. They've, re- they've removed our 40-minute limit. Wow. Love it. It's a gift from Zoom. Did you guys get that too? Yes, yeah. I got it. Okay, I'm going to love wow, it. Wow, thank you, Zoom. We'd love to partner. Great, so we don't have to do a second Zoom. Awesome. <laughs> I This is officially a commercial for Zoom. I'll send the bill to them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. So growing up, you uh, you were a big straightener. Did mm-hmm. you what was what was your like? I've had like the steam straightener, and I, I have taken some extraordinary measures. Pooja, what what was your what was your strategy? Yes, the great question. So first time I ever straightened my hair, I was at my friend's house. We were probably twelve or thirteen, and she put a towel over my head. Okay. So I'm flipped, flipped my hair over. I'm like on all fours, put a towel over my hair and she ironed it with an iron. So I, of course it, I looked crazy because my exactly kinky at the root and then just (laughs) broom straight it was wild. No serum or anything. It was just really thick course just Uh, a dry straightening (laughs) yes my mom picked me up and she was like I I I actually hid it from my mom I put my hair in like a ponytail or something because I was like this is not gonna go over well my parents really didn't want me to straighten my hair um but they also weren't really helping out with my curly hair you know they they were just sort of like put it in a ponytail it'll be fine so I spent all you know elementary and middle school with my hair in a high ponytail and just with the curl all my curls just a ponytail which you know looking back on it is kind of cute but didn't make me feel beautiful right it it kind of just made me feel like I was putting my hair up as out of a necessity it was like a ponytail was a utility but then, um, so my sister is seven years older than me and she kind of was experiencing all the beauty things and would pass it down to me. And so then she had a, a steam straightener. I cannot believe this. We used to pour water into this little compartment yeah. and it would steam your hair and it would straighten it, which, you know, it would always get frizzy. Uh, immediately. Wasn't it humidity basically? Like what is, I, yes, I've never, I've actually never seen one of these before. Is it like a clamp or is it just like, like, a, a... I think I still have one at my parents' house next time I go home, which might not be for a very long time. It looks like, it looks like an iron a little bit in the way that there's a little clear compartment for water, which I'm sure gets disgusting so quickly. Yeah. Um, yes. I was definitely not putting distilled water into that. No. And I wasn't letting it dry out for like, like either between uses. <laughs> just like unplugging it, wrapping the cord and throwing it in the bottom drawer and just like kicking the drawer and leaving the bathroom. And being like, in this humid, humid environment, this will mildew immediately and I'll use it again. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then it's got like kind of little teeth on the outside so that it can like grip your hair as it straightens Mm it. It's none of it. Was it burn you? You had to already have straight hair for it to work. I feel right, like, yeah, I feel right. like it would like just like singe your head because it's heat. And like, there's it nothing... definitely kind of gave some feedback around like yeah. it, it would sizzle and and you had to be careful of like not touching your hair. And this is also something that uh, 
like this shows how much heat we were putting on our hair that my sister would often be like, we need to take a break. She, cause she would help me straighten my hair. She would do like one half and she'd be like, okay, we should take a break to let your hair rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, oh my God, just thinking about that. It's crazy. So yes, was, was kind of using these really janky straighteners in middle school, early high school. Then my sister, so I grew up in a town, um, like very rural town, about 90 miles from Louisville or Nashville. So those are the kind of big hubs around me. And my sister found this salon in Nashville that was doing keratin treatments mm-hmm. on your hair. And this is when keratin first really came on the scene. It was only, you know, the people who were doing them were like, oh, we worked in New York for like five years and then we came here and, you know, opened a salon. Like no one really knew how to do it, right? Like they they came from somewhere else and opened the salon. And at the time, the keratin was like, depending on how long your hair was, that's how they, what they charged you. And I specifically remember that my hair at the time, and it was pretty, you know, like really just past my shoulder. The keratin treatment costed $400. It lasted for about like three to four, six months or something three to five months and the chemicals were so strong and it took so long to apply it that we had to sit outside like the the salon had a little outdoor courtyard and I was sitting outside for this whole application so you know I think they wash your hair then they apply the formaldehyde on it oh my then god straighten this this solution on while your hair is like still kind of wet they straighten it so then you're you're seeing all the steam and then you're not supposed to get your hair wet for like a week and the time that I got this keratin treatment done for the first time I was in the middle of my soccer season yes I am a varsity athlete Woo. okay okay um, I'm glad you didn't tell us before I'd be too intimidated to oh talk. yes <laughs> Yeah, you know, was a JV captain. It's not a big deal. Amanda, don't treat me any differently, please. Um, I'm, I'll try. <laughs> Girl, I was a varsity <laughs> soccer too. I feel you. I'm with you. What the fuck? Yeah. Are you guys serious? Mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm on the two jocks. <laughs> Someone recently told me that they thought soccer girls scared them in high school. And I was like, that's so funny. Uh, I, I was I was not scary or intimidating in high Neither school was I. I, was, I was scared of soccer girls or I was a so- I was a varsity on sophomore year and then that was the last year I played <laughs> yes year. exactly um, as somebody who well, double lettered in choir this is a humbling <laughs> moment for me <laughs> that makes so much sense mm-hmm. knowing you now that makes so much sense <laughs> when I wow. watch Glee I'm like Okay, this is all completely accurate, except I'd like to see more practice time from them. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Um, Well, the day that I got this keratin done, I like had to skip practice for it. And I remember getting a lot of shit from my coach and my teammates. And I didn't really tell them what it was for. I was like, oh, I have a doctor's appointment in Nashville. It's like making it up, obviously. And then I couldn't get my hair wet. So I was so stressed about sweating. I was like doing all these elaborate methods to was like wearing a headband. And then I was putting my hair in a high pony, but you're not supposed to put your hair in a ponytail because you don't want it to crease. And it was all of these things. It was like what you did in the first week of your keratin set you up for the next three to six months. Um, you know, just like de- developmental psychology for children. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I would get keratins for like maybe every year, like once a year. And I'm very grateful for my mom for doing that for me. But again, I, in retrospect, I probably should have just like been comfortable with my curly hair and, you know, found Olaplex earlier in my life. Isn't it? Do you feel like it made your hair fall out? Like I always heard Oh, a Brazilian blowout keratin treatments, they can cause like hair loss. So it always Well, formaldehyde does. Remember we learned about that in our um in our, our we had a, a history of science. I did a science lesson. Formaldehyde <laughs> can lead to hair loss. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I think it probably made my hair a little bit thinner, but maybe it grew back. You know, it wasn't, I, like, I, noticeable. It wasn't forever. You no, know, it wasn't noticeable, and to be honest, I didn't care. I was just so stoked on the fact that I could wash my hair and just blow dry it straight. I didn't really even need to straighten it for that first three to six months. 
Yeah. I, I also grew up in the South, and I my best friend had curly hair, but she also would always straighten it. I can't think of anybody that I went to high school with who, like, just had their curls. Like, if I really think about it, I can't think of anyone. That's so nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I used to curl my hair. I used to put. I used to get up, set my alarm, put curlers on, go back to sleep, so get them heated, and then I curl my hair and go to school. Because I had that. Yeah, the things that we used to do, and then it's like, yeah, it's so it's it's really wild to me, and I and I do think that I am curious about like younger generations. Like I, their beauty standards are just not the same. They're still beauty standards, of course, and there's still things that people are doing to shift their appearance but i i feel like gen z could not care less about waking up at seven eight yeah because i would have to wake up so much earlier on the days that i would straighten my hair before school just to like get it done in time Mm -hmm. and sometimes i'd wake up even earlier because i didn't want my parents to see how much time that i was putting on my hair and i would kind of wear my hair in a low ponytail because they would just be like you could have been studying for math like during this time you know like why are you straightening your hair why does it take you an hour and a half to straighten your hair these are feminists your parents are feminists my mom was always like and you could brush it again you know like even (laughs) even in my at my age now if i come downstairs she'll be like you didn't want to pretty up before (laughs) no mother no mother yeah they i mean the whole other like they, they, don't get me wrong they they definitely uh, respond well when i feel like my hair is straighter i think my, my mom is always like well except, or, or more than anything i think when my roots are colored i got so much positive feedback around getting my roots done mm-hmm. from my family that i was like okay like and we need to stop talking about this I was like you are going to really influence me like so yeah I I completely agree it's even just that what I was talking about earlier about being sort of like neutral about your appearance like because I realized like when I get a lot of positive affirmation about something you want to keep doing that and I think that's like a very human response so when someone is giving you so many compliments around having your roots colored or having your hair straight or or even curly right like it's just you're like maybe I should keep doing that because it feels good to to feel good or to be to look good quote-unquote yeah it's hard also to figure out what you think looks good Mm -hmm. like I I grew my roots out for a while like I like went gray slowly over a few years and like I don't know that I'm gray now but I'm certainly grayer than I used to be (laughs) and then I started coloring it and people do really come out of the woodwork with those compliments and you're like Okay, I just changed my appearance just now. Like yesterday, I looked different, so maybe cool it a little bit. Yeah, it's like I'm still the same person. Like, calm mm-hmm. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it is it. I now like really feel pretty compelled to keep it up. But I diet myself. I'm so cheap when it comes to like paying for services. I get so angry to pay so much to, for somebody to do something if I can do an okay job. Yeah. I mean, if it's your roots and you're ma- you've matched it to your hair, it's like okay, well, I can do it. Like I have little, I have little tiny ones right by my ears, just very like very little. Um, That's just you're just distinguished at that. I'm point. just a distinguished young old lady, um, <laughs> and uh, so I use actually use that a powder right there, just because like it's it's not enough to dye my hair because it's not anywhere else in my head. So it's like if I dye my little tiny, I can pluck them, which I've tried, but it's just that's too much. I can't see, and I also cannot see the side of my head very well. So um, at this point, I just put powder on, like a powder on it, just to make it. I've I've heard about the root powder. So yeah, when I when I got my roots dyed, I was really concerned that after two washes, I was starting to see the color fade, and I'm like, oh, that's why my mom colors her hair every four weeks, Mm -hmm. like, you know. on on it on a cycle like genuinely she's like so on top of it and I'm like yeah I guess it has been four weeks and I'm starting to see my grays come back so Amanda do you use um like store like how yeah can you explain how you dye your roots because I'm so new to this and I I'm trying to figure out like do I want to keep it up do I want to let it rock 
and grow. I think I'd feel more comfortable if more of my hair was gray. Mm -hmm. But right now I just have sort of like in my temple or in my, mm -hmm. yeah, side of my, my or like face. Like a weird streak in the back and you're like, that's not, that can't look cool. You exactly. Know, I'm strange. Yes. Like I'm no Stacy London right now. Like that's not what my hair is doing. I mean, none of us are Stacy London, including Stacy London. If we're really honest with ourselves, that was artificially <laughs> enhanced. But so what I do, I always do Garnier Fructis and Garnier, we love to partner. Um, but I, I've tried other like home hair things I never spend more than eight dollars like I could like I've thought about doing some of the nicer ones but I'm I'm like more scared of those because they seem like higher like it seems like easier to screw up something that's like expensive and full of chemicals than just something that's like pretty straightforward um so that's where I am with that I always do Garnier I have like four different colors that I choose from and that's partially because I'm not always I can't always remember which one is the right one but sometimes I'll go too far and it'll be too dark and I'll kind of look goth and then like <laughs> a week later it's washed to normal so I dye the when you dye the roots like the way that they the box tells you everything so it's like you put the dye on your roots for 20 minutes and then you put it on your hair for like five minutes just to even it out. And ooh, these these tips will suck up that color like crazy. So it is really like you got to be careful. Okay. So that's what I do. And then I also do this thing that is like the greatest cheat I have ever found in my life. Um, it's from it's a Bumble and Bumble product and it's a gloss that they mm. sell at like Sephora and probably Ulta and probably a lot of those kinds of stores. And it's a, you're, the way you're supposed to use it is like a hair dye where you put it on your whole head and leave it for 20 minutes. But a trick that I read on the website, like a reviewer wrote it, was like you mix it with your conditioner mm -hmm. and like just a little conditioner and then you put that on your roots and then you condition the rest of your hair with just plain conditioner, leave it up for the whole time you're showering and rinse it out and it kind of covers the roots. So in between hair dyes, I do that. So like... If you look at me from here, it looks pretty good. If you get close, there's a lot going on. Like, I don't – every time I get my hair cut, people are like, so you dye this yourself. You definitely dye this yourself. <laughs> you know what? It looks good to me. It probably – if you're an attuned hairstylist maybe and you got up close, but normally, like, if that's that's a really good hack. I might start just getting I love up. that. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. And, yeah. no, I, I completely agree. I actually – I helped my mom order her hair dye. She used Garnier. She uses Garnier. And – she can't she cannot remember which dye she uses and so she's sending me like three different numbers and i'm like uh, i don't know like you know your hair best like don't ask me if i choose this then like it's gonna be wrong like please figure it out yeah <laughs> why is it that like yeah i feel like that's gonna be the same case but i mean hopefully i'll just need to use black and then that's it but yeah i would say like the number maybe one dark trick brown is, like, go a little lighter than you think you do because it goes darker and it goes more like flat you know like mm -hmm, the yeah. dark like those blacks really come in like flat on your head and then it does look like you home dyed it yeah yeah also in those boxes and furries this is for everybody it comes with a little conditioner to go with the dye if you use a nicer conditioner than Garnier Fructis throw that conditioner in the trash use your nice conditioner afterwards because like it's true yeah you want you want to nourish your hair you want your hair to be moist you know yep yep yeah oh that's helpful i do like the smell of like i used um l'oreal when i used to do my hair red which I, i'm planning on doing again to be honest um I, it's like a burgundy dark burgundy and i just i like it so i might do it again um but i do like it does dry your hair out obviously so like that that hay feeling but um, it, when you first dye it, I feel my hair is so much more full of moisture and you, and, and the, you know, I keep that conditioner or the gloss or whatever. I keep that around for, you know, every like week I'd use it once a week. But if you have that bumble and bumble bumble, I'm going to, I'm going to get that. And they have different colors, you know, like if you're blonde, they have blonde. If you do like, I, I don't remember if like dark brown is the darkest or if there's black, there must be black. That would be nuts. Cause the dark brown's not that dark. Okay. okay that's really cool yeah i want to look that up yeah because um 
it's tough because once I go to the Sephora website, it's like, well, well, I'm here. We <laughs> just throw stuff. a few other things in this basket. I, know, I can't wait to go to Sephora totally. again. My hairstylist was, was sharing that because I was talking about, you know, maybe not always dyeing my grades, but wanting to make the the texture of my grays more like the rest of my hair and she had shared that like there are things you can do like you can put a gloss you can kind of coat them with some type of color but it's not you're not really coloring them it just makes them a bit more like brighter so they're not this like dull gray they they might look like a bit more of like a stacy london gray yeah like a silver mm-hmm. exactly yeah so i'm i might try to experiment with that in the next coming months i mean That's silver exciting. is in like people have that that like like that gray blonde that people have yeah. it does look really good on some people and it's beautiful um and i when someone can eat like when someone like enhance like uh embraces their grays and they like like it's like keanu reeves's girlfriend yeah do you know she's like she's young she's younger than him but she has this like really gorgeous like swoopy bangs all like white gray hair and it's sexy it's like, really pretty great. and like mm-hmm. and the thing is though it's like i've seen people who've like grow are they're just trying to get the gray finally out but it's like half colored so like they have the roots but it's like really bad roots because it's they're growing their hair out and they want to be gray they want their gray so it's like that mm-hmm. that's a really awkward period but i think once they get get through it it looks really good i mean if you're full gray my furries treat yourself go to the salon just go gray have them help you make that transition like my mother um (laughs) you know i hope she wouldn't mind me sharing this with our millions of listeners our millions gazillions billions it's you know around the world um (sighs) she's you know she's an older lady and she still has brown hair but let me just tell you not a hair on the head is naturally brown at this point oh yeah and she keeps being like i i'm gonna i'm gonna let them make it silver i'm gonna just let them do it and then every year she's like but not right now like not not yet not right now she's just not ready to let it go and it's like she would look so beautiful with a like silvery page boy but she she could never stand to let it grow out like she doesn't have that kind of zen approach to really anything that's like my mom she she's going blonde like she has lighter hair like me my sisters have really dark hair um but like the blonde like the slowly getting lighter 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 so it kind of covers the gray so you don't have to get it colored as much because you have the light in there to kind of you know yeah Mm -hmm. which is something probably that i will i will end up doing um when i start going really gray just like lighten my hair just because i i i do not I, I I'm like you guys. I'm like I don't want to go to the salon every four weeks and do it. Like that's so, it's just so, so much. much <laughs> so like you know like I that's like a pig tax that I refuse to pay. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. No, but even just talking, you're talking about Keanu's girlfriend, and and I feel like the whole theme of this is like we have so much admiration for people who have the confidence to embrace their you know, natural hair or natural looks. And if, if we had that, you know, it's like, just like embodying that. And that's such a, it's not easy to do, obviously, you know, cause there is such an uncomfortable f- period, as you're saying, like in the growing out period, you know, you don't want to look at yourself every day and be like, Oh God, I look like a skunk, you know, <laughs> yeah. hair is two different colors, but yeah, I, I, I think that's so cool and admirable and i i just want to try to ascribe to that and unless we try to do we're like we're trying to embrace our age and embrace all the changes and the hair everywhere but then we're still stuck in some of those old ways of thinking of oh we have to be perfect and we can't have any of this stuff on our faces i mean i I also try to forgive myself like if there's stuff i want to do oh yeah it's like god bless like Anybody who has a mustache and is like, I love it. I am keeping it forever. I stand them. And anybody who wants to bleach it or nair it or wax it or if you're very brave to thread it, oh God. which I am not it brave. Hurts so much. <laughs> hurts so much. Like that's that's also great. Like it's nice to have the choice, but it would be nice if it felt like more of an active choice rather than like I work in a I I'm the heaviest person in my company by like a pretty wide margin. And like you think about the beauty standards, like we're all in entertainment. 
there are beauty standards there, but they're not just in entertainment. They're mm-hmm. in there. Those like prejudices are in every, everything, everything. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Like there will be things that I, till the end of time will make me feel beautiful. Like I will always have my eyebrows done. I will always, you know, do my mustache and I will want to have clear skin. Um, and, but yeah, there are things that I'm trying to figure out, like, what do I want to keep with me into my later adulthood? And then how it's, cause you know, God forbid I have a daughter, you know, it's like, yeah. what, how do like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. How do I talk to myself in a way that's not going to make her hate herself? That's, yeah. Let me just tell you, I'm having a daughter, and those are the things that I'm really trying to, in, in, uh, like, really incorporate into my self-talk. Because, I mean, the self-talk is what we all grew up hating about ourselves. We, we tell ourselves we're ugly. We tell ourselves we're fat. We tell ourselves we're gross. Like, and then that – because, you know, our parents our parents probably did that. I mean, my mom, my mom, I know, probably did that. And, you know – that's where we learn it from. We learn it from that. Know? And so, like, I'm really trying – I'm going to really try to really, you know, not make a big deal about the way we look. I'm going to tell her she's strong and confident and pretty. Like, I'm not going to make it about how she looks and, like, her outfits. It's going to be – it's going to be cute, yes. I'm going to want to dress her up. But also it's going to be more like, what do you want? Oh, why do you like purple? You look so strong in purple. Like, something – I want to use a different la- language, different verbiage with her and her being validated because I was validated by my looks when I was little. That was, like, what I thought I was – that's what my value was. And um, how cute I was and what I wore and, like, oh, you're so pretty. Like, that was – I mean, you know, when you're little, you think that's of all course. you're worth. So I just want to make sure that the words I use with myself included, but also what I yeah. say to her, like, they can hear everything. They feel everything. And totally. I think there's a lot to, like, body autonomy. Mm-hmm. Like, my – when well, – like, my nephew, my brother and sister-in-law are always, like – which pajamas do you want to wear? And he gets to pick and gets to have, like, an opinion about yes. how he looks, which I think, like – is like I remember being in in elementary school, like fifth grade. I already had my period, bless. And I was like, "Mom, I have a mustache. People are teasing me." And like, I wish that I'd been given the agency to take care of it then, yes. even though I was still a little girl, instead of having to like, because I understand the instinct to be like, "You're a little kid. Just it's fine. No one cares. Like, who are you trying to impress?" And it's like myself. Mm-hmm. Like, let me do this for myself. You know, and then maybe when I'm older, I don't feel like I need to do it because I am I'm the judge. I like that. Giving choice rather than like, well, we don't do that yet. We don't do that yet. Rather than like, well, have a conversation about it. Don't don't just say no and tell them that they can't have it because because I say so. Like have a conversation. They're people. Yes, they're children, but they're also people and they're trying to figure themselves out and they're learning from you. And if you tell them no all the time, then they're going to feel like they have no say and they will have to you know, that's fucks with their psyche. Like you said, the first three months of a, a keratin treatment is really important. The first week of the keratin treatment is very important in development. Totally. Treat your baby like a keratin yes, treatment. Yes. It's that important. It is. It's that important. No, but Kara, I appreciate that. And I, you know, good luck with motherhood. And, and Thanks. I think, you know, Amanda was even saying this, like be, be kind to yourself because I feel like this really is the generation of people who are doing things a little differently mm-hmm. and being a bit more mindful and understanding because um, God bless our parents, but I don't think they understood the impact of, you know, whether it was body image, whether it was mental health that it had on us at a young age. And I, I think just the knowledge that we have now can only help us grow more thoughtful little humans yeah. or, or more supported more, humans, less judgy, so. more more self-love because and then that encompasses like group love and then the universal love and then the world will just get better totally <laughs> well, let's hope but where can our furries find you yeah you could follow me on instagram at who ready and i also host a show called cookie gang it is a comedy show that features uh comedians from the south asian diaspora and we are on instagram at kutti gang 
Cool. Hey, Y'all get some heavy hitters. Grace, you're going to want to follow Kuti Gang, okay? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, this was a blast. This was great. I love learning about all this stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you, guys. <laughs> hey, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Growing Out the Pod. If you want to tell us your hair stories, email us at growingoutthepod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at growingoutthepod. Have a great day. And remember, exfoliation is the enemy of ingrowns. Growing Out the Pod.